January of 2017 saw the wheels of politics once again turning, as New South Wales Premier Mike Baird announced his resignation from politics, triggering a leadership spill, a by-election in Baird's seat of Manly, and setting the scene for a cabinet reshuffle. Almost immediately, speculation online and in the media was that Education Minister and vocal champion of the Gonski funding model Adrian Pickley would be dumped from the education portfolio. A little over a week later, and newly appointed Premier Gladys Berejiklian confirmed all expectations when she announced that Rob Stokes would be taking over the education portfolio. In her ascent to becoming the 45th Premier of New South Wales and the first woman from the Liberal Party to hold that position, Berejiklian spoke publicly about her strong support for public education, having attended public school herself, and for the Gonski funding model. In an article in The Australian, she said that she was personally committed that New South Wales gets every single cent that had been allocated as part of the Gonski deal. A week into his new role as Education Minister, and Rob Stokes told the Daily Telegraph of his commitment to holding the federal government to the extra $1.2 billion in education funding under the Gonski Agreement. The member for Pittwater also discussed his intentions to draw on his experience as planning minister to build dozens of new public schools to meet the demands of a growing population. Stokes cited the sale of his own former primary school, Gordon Public School, as a lesson in the dangers of selling off public land. The school was closed down by then-education minister Terry Metherill in 1989, and the land was used to build units. Minister Stokes has stated that the government needs to look at ways to use land for schools more efficiently. In Canberra, Malcolm Turnbull and Simon Birmingham continue their efforts to turn public opinion and attention away from their failure to meet the needs of students through the Gonski funding model. Minister Birmingham has once again been talking about the possibility of cutting funding from overfunded private schools as an alternative to providing the funding required to ensure all schools meet the minimum resource standard. Birmingham also hit out at the states that had accepted Gonski funding but had failed to pass that funding onto schools or to implement a needs-based funding model. This caused a bit of backlash for the minister when many people took to Twitter and other social media platforms to remind him that it was his predecessor, Christopher Pine, who had agreed to give the money to a number of then-Liberal Party-controlled states and territory governments without requiring any deals to be signed to ensure schools and students were the beneficiaries of that funding. In the press club, Prime Minister Turnbull borrowed from US President Trump's media strategy of using alternative facts by repeating the unsubstantiated claim that school funding had gone up by 50% over the past decade. New South Wales government analysis of federal funding has shown that between 2000 and 2013, school funding per student rose only 0.97%. While funding has increased since 2014 and the rollout of the Gonski funding, by the end of 2016, only 18% of the Gonski funding had been delivered to schools, which leaves a significant gap between the published figures and Turnbull's statements. With Berejiklian's early outspoken commitment to Gonski, all eyes are now on the upcoming COAG meeting in April, at which the federal government have stated their desire to make new school funding agreements with the states that modify or otherwise ignore key elements of the Gonski funding model. The deals that emerge from this COAG meeting will be crucial to the future of schools funding in Australia for the next few years. Federation asks all members to get involved in every campaign activity over the coming weeks 
in order to secure the Gonski funding in full for all Australian students. In TAFE news, the Fair Work Commission have now approved the new Enterprise Agreement, which came into effect on the 3rd of February and has a nominal expiry date of February 3, 2020. TAFE members voted overwhelmingly to support the agreement in November of 2016, securing a 2.5% per annum increase with no changes to current teaching hours or administrative arrangements. The pay rise is to be paid retrospectively to the first pay period commencing after 24 November 2016. Federation President Maury Mulherin said that the campaign would now continue against the contestable funding model that has seen millions of dollars taken from TAFE and given to private providers. He said that the multiple closures of dodgy colleges that left students with thousands of dollars of debt and without qualifications highlighted the urgency with which we needed to see TAFE once more become the primary recipient of public funding for vocational education. Finally, the New South Wales Government Legislative Council is holding an inquiry into the provision of education to students with a disability or special needs in New South Wales schools. There is a period for public submissions which is open now until the 26th of February. Despite the 2015 report from the Nationally Consistent Collection of Data stating that more than half of students with disabilities were not getting needed funding support, the New South Wales Government has recently claimed that no students with disability are missing out on the services they need. This discrepancy has not been clearly addressed and Federation regularly receives reports that highlight the difficulties faced by schools and teachers who are supporting students with disabilities but without the funding and support that are required. Federation is encouraging all members and schools to make a submission to ensure the government has a detailed representation of the reality of current arrangements made for students with disabilities in New South Wales schools. A website has been set up with guidelines and resources to facilitate submissions, which can be found at nswtf.org.au forward slash disability hyphen inquiry, with information also being mailed to schools and workplaces in the latest edition of TEFED. Now that the school year has commenced, the dates of local association meetings are available on Federation's website at nswtf.org.au and Federation's first State Council for 2017 will be held on the 18th of February, with updates expected on Gonski campaign actions for the year ahead. Federation Update is produced by the New South Wales Teachers' Federation, spoken by Cameron Malcher, edited by Jason Nicholas. 